Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. So today I want to wrap up mind games. Someone say mind games. Reason I call it mind games is because the battlefield is the mind, and sometimes your mind plays games with you, huh? So before we get into our points today and we go over the word and go from verse to verse and talk about it, let me give you a little bit of a pep talk, and that is please, please, please listen to every word that I speak today, especially by the Spirit of God and we, as we line it up with God's word, because everybody at some point has had an issue with their mind. You say, do you mean mental illness? I'm not one of those who says that depression is mental illness. I believe people go through depression, anxiety, different seasons. But I do know this, and I do believe this, that everybody's battle is in their mind. Everybody. That's where the battle starts. Say, why does he say that? Why does he, why does he use foul language? Or why does she say this? Or why does she act that way? Or why does he act that way? Well, it always starts in the mind. I recommend the book by Joyce Meyer called The Battlefield of the Mind, but you've got to renew your mind. You say, man, any other resources? Sure, Casey Treat. Casey and Wendy Treat have some great books on renewing the mind, and we've been going over steps to do that. So listen carefully today. What you do today will de decide your many tomorrows. What you do today will decide. The house you're building today by the words you speak and how you act and you developing your mind or not or being lazy or procrastinating, those are the bricks and the foundation that you're laying for the house you're going to live in tomorrow and in the future, okay? So bear with me. Listen today. Listen closely. going to go over some points. The first one is a repeat, but I believe part of this point is repetition, and that is routine. You need to have a good routine. You need to have a good, healthy routine. We've talked about working out. We've talked about all these physical things. We've talked about, you know, getting your health at where it needs to be, getting the weight that you're comfortable at, whatever that is. But the most important thing is to have a routine for your mind's sake and for the renewing of your mind. Everybody has thought crazy things here and there, but you've got to do certain things daily to overcome so that you have the mind of Christ. Someone say routine. Routine comes through repetition. It does. I mean, most of you, uh, probably all of you, you don't think about it. You get in the shower, and it's pretty mindless once you're in the shower, isn't it? Have you ever noticed that? Because you do it all the time, right? You, when you brush your teeth, you pray, you think about other things, right? Because you do it all the time. It's pretty mindless. You don't even have to worry about it. I mean, some of you, more than others, think about what you wear, right? You say, man, this concerns me. And some of you go, if it matches, it's great. And if it's not great, it's clothes or clean, I'm going to put them on. I wish matching didn't play a factor in my life. But part of my routine is usually, I was telling Mom Brown last night, I didn't lay my clothes out yesterday for today. But I said, I got plenty of clothes in there that match. I will find something quickly in the morning. It took me seconds. But that's part of my routine is picking something to wear to church, right? That's part of your routine. So part of your routine needs to be studying God's Word and seeking God in His Word. If you don't have a Bible plan yet, get one. Say, I don't know where to start. The easiest, quickest way is open to the beginning of the Bible and start reading in Genesis. If you say, man, I've, I've tuckered out and tired out before, that's country, getting tuckered out. I was worn plumb out. 
You say, man, well, I was the, the law, man, I got lost in the law. No, don't, don't fall down and die in the books of the law. If you need to warm up and start, then start in the New Testament. That's great. But either way, start reading the Bible in a structured and systematic fashion every day. You need it. I need it. We need it. You don't want to wait five years from now and be the, the same. Mm, that's a catchphrase, really, because no one stays the same. You either get better or worse. You don't really stay the same. That's just my theory. I believe that. So you need routine. Let's go to Matthew 6, 11 in the New King James Version. What does that say? Everybody's read the Lord's Prayer, right? In Spanish, we call this the Padre Nuestro, our Father, right? Everybody's familiar. English, Spanish, whatever language is your mother tongue. We know the Lord's Prayer. But look, look, right in the middle of the Lord's Prayer, it says, Give us this day our what? Daily bread, our routine bread. Sure, Lord, provide so we can eat, but you're, most of us aren't worried about that. We need spiritual sustenance. You need food for your mind, your will, and your emotions. And it's got to be more than just the... Do you guys remember the little bread? Those of you raised Christian, there's a little bread basket thing on the table with verses, and you pull it out like a game. Say, oh, here's what's the verse for the day like a Chinese fortune cookie? <laughs> oh, what's the verse for today? Oh, my goodness. Bless the Lord. That's good. But you need a lot more than that. You need the Word. You need to have a systematic study of the Word. It needs to be part of your routine. You need to read, learn, and do it daily. Scripture says, hearing and hearing. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You see the repetition involved in there, the routine? Hearing and hearing. Someone say, hearing and hearing. This is going to be a very uplifting message, but as a man of God, I have to mix in some small corrections and tweaks and that is, if you're a believer and you're not reading your Bible, you need to get after it. You need to get after it. No more excuses. You say, well, or, or you're not listening to the Bible. Or you say, well, I come on Sunday morning or I come. That's enough. No, it's not. You need to have your own devotional time with God. In a translation, you understand. You need to get into it. That is your daily bread. Someone say, my daily bread. Let's go to Philippians 2.12. Look at this. Listen carefully. Dear friends. You always followed my instructions when I was with you, the Apostle Paul speaking. And now that I'm away, it is even more important. Work hard to show what? The results of your salvation. So you got to act right, huh? you got to live right. That's the results of your salvation. It all starts in the mind. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Look at the next verse. For God is working, you, working in you, giving you the desire and the power. Someone say desire and power giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He's going to give you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. And part of that is got to start somewhere with renewing this mind. Romans 12, the beginning of the chapters, talk, talks about present your bodies as a living sacrifice and don't get into the, the customs and behaviors of this world. But let your mind be renewed. Let God help you by his spirit renew your mind. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. It's very interactive today. Someone say, what pleases Him? Uh-huh. What pleases Him? Let's go to Luke 4.16. Jesus was a man of routine. He had practices. Look, even though He's all God, He's all human. Wow, what a mystery of the ages. God came down in the flesh. Look at when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual. As usual, one translation says, as was his custom. 
That means it was regular, it was routine for him. He went to church on the Sabbath. Synagogue is the fancy Jewish name for church. He went to church and he stood up to read the what? To read the scriptures. He went to church. And you know Jesus read his Bible. They just had the Old Testament back then. He knew the word. He studied it. He was well versed in the word because he was always quoting it. So basics. People say, you know what? I can serve God from home. No, you're not serving at home. Dad told me today we were talking about it. He said, no, when you stay home, you're serving yourself. You've got to find a, get to, a way to get to church if at all possible. I know some seasons don't allow for it well, but you've got to always find a way to reconnect in person. We come together, and then we scatter throughout the week. We come together, we gather, and then we break up to go, to go about our business, right? You've got to stay connected. The Apostle Paul says to stay connected. He says in the book of Hebrews, do not ignore, skip, or forsake gathering together. Why? Can you imagine if your body began talking to itself and the, the fingers said, we don't need you toes. We're going to have you cut off. We don't like you. You're ugly. You're funky. Your nails look weird. Whatever. I got hobbit feet myself. If any of you know the Lord of the Rings, kind of wide little feet, kind of hairy. Just, that's just how it is. I'm not ashamed of them, but they're part of my body. And it's crazy how we don't think about the part of the body until it's not present or it's missing or it's in pain and then the whole body hurts. We need you. Not to be religious, say, I'm just going to satisfy just stuff and check it off the bark, I, off, off my little to-do list, and I'm just going to be religious, you know, just have a form of godliness, but just, just have religion. No, we need a relationship with God. We need a relationship with each other. And part of your routine should be stay connected. Stay connected to God at home, here. Stay connected to people of God. Stay connected. And that's part of routine. All right, let's go to Luke 5, 16. Look at this. Look at what Jesus did. How many of you know he's the perfect example? But Jesus often, he did it all the time then, often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. It's hard to pray in the house sometimes when everybody's screaming at the table, huh? You may pray for your food, squeeze out, a, but it's hard when there's all this stuff going on. You've got to be able to get time alone with God. So someone say routine. Someone say repetition. In routine, there is repetition. In repetition, there is routine. You've got to have your habits, the good habits. You've got to learn to be flexible in all this, but you need to have routine. That's number one. Now, I believe there's a spirit of deception on the world now. Jesus talked over and over again. He said, in the, end, in the end times, in the end times, many will fall away. This will happen. That will happen. Jesus said over and over again, for example, in Matthew chapter 24, he said, be not deceived. Now, the problem with deception is many times we deceive ourselves. Have you ever taken a personality test or told someone how you were and they looked at you and go, they go, you're not like that. That's not your personality. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm real good at this. And they're like, no, you're not. You're good at this, if someone's honest with you. I've even done that at home with my wife. I'm like, yeah, well, this. And she goes, well, actually, that, you're more this way. I'm not very introspective. And it's not a negative thing. It's like many people believe stuff about themselves. We deceive ourselves many times. So my second point today in renewing your mind is you need to come to terms with reality, which is truth. Reality. Even reality TV is fake. 
have a glance at the Bachelor Bachelorette. It's all great TV, you know, as long as it's clean. Oh, man, it's good TV. There's tears and heartbreak. But a lot of that's scripted. Some of that junk is not real. And you want to see how fake people are? Look at all the surgeries they're getting now. You don't know what they really looked like originally. Y'all would think me so strange if I showed up with a full head of hair next week with braids down my back. <laughs> looking like a Chinese or a Native American warrior. You're picturing it, and that's what's creepy. You ever seen the movies with Jet Li where they're bald and then they have long hair down their back? Say, guys, no, and lion going, no, no, it's always been this way. I'm not making fun of him. He's, he's crossed over. I pray he made heaven. But people b buy into their own lies. I remember Michael Jackson being interviewed, and the guy asked him in 2003, he said, Mike, uh, Michael, did, so when did you start having surgeries and stuff? He said, the way you see me is the way God made me. He believed it, and that's sad. He started to morph. He did not look anything like the guy that I grew up seeing in the 80s. He changed. Bless his heart. He went through a lot of hurts and abuse. That's not all on him. And it broke. You know what? All jokes aside, that broke my heart when I, I thought, I wonder if he really believes that, that he's always looked this way. He was born looking that way. It's like me telling you, I was born bald and I stayed bald. No hair ever grew. People going, Matt, uh, no, I know in Adrian's wedding, I had hair. It was diminishing, but I had hair. <laughs> it's okay. You can laugh at my bald jokes. I've had people uncomfortable with it. They first meet me and they go, <laughs> do we laugh at that? The reality is, here's where I am. Praise God. Here's where you are. We've got to recognize. Somebody say recognize. Learn to recognize your weaknesses. Learn to recognize your strength. Learn what kind of TV you should not be exposed to. Number one, real basic, you shouldn't be exposed to horrific shows or bloody shows, shows with lots of language or perversion. You just shouldn't. You've got to recognize and come into reality for potential addiction. Some people say, no, I can control what I drink here, but yeah, there's already alcohol, alcoholism in the family. Don't flirt with it. Or drugs or whatever. And I think we all have addictive personalities, some more than others. We do. But recognize that. Family history, man, current weaknesses. Know yourself. One of the greatest strengths you can present before God and before others is knowing really who you are. Now, I got some good news, though. Let's go to John 8, 32. This is good. I love this verse. I use it a lot. Use it a lot. Jesus himself. Someone say Jesus himself. Jesus himself said, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. He said, no. They even quoted a movie and said, man, the truth sets you free. Hey, brother, hey, sister, that sounds good, but no, you will know the truth, and then the truth will set you free. you got to know it first. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm hitting you hard, reminding you, saying, man, get into the Word. So you know reality, you know truth, and when you know it, you're going to allow it to set you free. you got to recognize these things. Ask God for wisdom. You don't ever want to be ignorant, oblivious, or just plain old foolish. Say, what's oblivious? Just clueless. Ever seen people, the roof's falling down. They just don't know. Roof's been leaking for six months. They didn't know or they ignored it or whatever. No, you never want to be in that place. You want to ask God for wisdom so you understand and see reality, so you can make preparations. But also, here's some more good news, recognize who you are in God. Can I tell you for a minute who you are in God? You are immediately, once, once you accept Jesus, you are great in God's kingdom just because you believed. 
Scripture says the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than John the Baptist. He was the greatest prophet up to that point. Jesus made some wild and crazy statements, said, man, there hadn't been a more powerful prophet born unto women than John the Baptist. He said, but I tell you that the least in the kingdom of heaven, a baby in the kingdom of heaven, they've now accepted Jesus. They have all these rights and privileges that John the Baptist didn't even have up to that point. A great prophet of God. So the reality is you've been called to be great in God's kingdom by your faith. Someone say, by my faith. I don't know who needs this, but I feel led by the Spirit of God. Somebody needs this today. It's not always going to be like this. You are not stuck. You are loved. The abuse of the past, I prophesy it to you today, will no longer hold on to you with its tentacles and chain. They're breaking right now by the Spirit of God. I don't know who needs this today. I can feel the Spirit of God in this house. God is not done with you Dear child, but in fact, he's just getting warmed up if you keep submitting yourself to him. Scripture says he will not only prepare the path and make straight the crooked, but he will be your rear guard. Remember in the streets you say, man, you got my back. I remember dudes in school going, hey, bro, you got my back. And they're like, got your back. It's you versus him. Jump in and go do it. You want us to gang up on? I remember people would ask, got my back. I was like, well, um. Is that a trick question? I'm not getting, see, I, I was car- worried about my grades. I said, oh, no, you get suspended. I love you. I'll bandage your wounds afterward. Is that got your back? Because he's going to give you a left hook to the nose. You are called. Now you're chosen. Now be faithful once God has chosen you. You are called. You are chosen. Now be faithful. That is reality. God recognizes that you are his kiddos. You're his kiddo. You're his now. Once you belong to God, oh, man. Say, I'm just headed to heaven, and that's it. No, we need, we need the blessing now. You can be seated in heavenly places with Christ, but, man, I, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to be of earthly use, and you've got to be blessed here so you can be a blessing to others. And if there has been anyone in here that has just about been ready to throw in the towel, you know, like in boxing, say, man, I give up. I'm... I, I can't do it. No, you can. Scripture says, do not be weary in well-doing, for in due season you will reap if you don't faint. Don't faint in the day of adversity. Stay strong, man and woman of God. I speak to the inner you. I speak to the powerful one in you. Scripture says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Do not give up. Hang in there. Let's give the Lord a clap offering. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3.13. Don't ever fall into this trap. Scripture says evil people and imposters will flourish. It's talking about these times now. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. That's not you. Be honest with with yourself. Stop making up stuff. Ask God to show you and speak to you. Be aware. You know what? The Browns always taught my wife this when she was growing up. I told somebody this the other day. Be aware of your surroundings. You know the people that get jumped sometimes on the streets or different, or just were clueless? They're not aware of their surroundings. It's hard to be aware of your f- surroundings. Whoa, this will go on many levels if you're just stuck on your phone all the time. Be aware of your surroundings. Come back to reality. Instagram is not reality. I don't know who I'm speaking to on the live stream. I believe this is for someone on the live stream today. 
Praise God we have the live stream. But Instagram and, and TikTok, I was going to say chit-chat. Chit-chat's not anything, is it? <laughs> well, chit-chat neither. But a lot of that stuff's not reality. It's not. This, here we are. This is reality. Welcome back to planet Earth. This is reality. They used to say when I was growing up, wake up and smell the coffee. I remember that. We got to wake up and smell the coffee. Let's go to James 1.22. You don't want to be deceived. Don't just listen to God's word. I quoted this last week, I believe. You must do what it says, otherwise you're only fooling yourselves. You don't have a plan for applying God's word. You tend to fool yourself. That's what we do. We go, well, maybe next week, maybe next, next month. I've, I've, I've confided in you guys that I tend to be a procrastinator. Some of you have heard this joke. It, it bears re repeating. It's not really a joke. It's the truth. My wife goes, we got to get better at that. we got to take steps now and not procrastinate. And I said, no, I agree with you, baby, but we can start later. <laughs> do you see the bad habits? That's a bad habit. No, let's do it now. Let's start now. I'll get into that in my next point, but we've got to start now. And don't, Scripture says it in various places. It says it in Jeremiah and Obadiah. Talking directly to people, directly to cultures and, and, and different people groups. The prophet said, the pride of your heart has deceived you. Don't ever let, all humans battle with pride. We just show it differently. Well, all humans battle with pride. We show it differently. Don't let pride deceive you. Say, no, that's, that's not my weakness. No, don't, don't get it. Be real about it. Let reality take place okay let there be a constant reality check in our lives let's go to proverbs 418 real quick i love this verse and i love saying that i love verses the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter until the full light of day so it gets better and better doesn't it are you, are you guys seeing that the way of the righteous, that's you, that's me. Once you've accepted Jesus, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say that with me. Say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh-huh, the way of the righteous, that's you, that's me. Those of you joining us on the live stream, the way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. Saw it this morning, I opened up my eye crack, and there was, there was some light coming in through the blinds. There was light. The first gleam of dawn, that's the way of the righteous. Those of you that are right with God through Jesus, it shines ever brighter until the full light of day. One translation says, shining unto the perfect day. Once you get to heaven, by then you're shining brighter and brighter until you're fully aglow. You are lit. You are completely shining like Jesus. By then we'll be transformed. We'll have glorified bodies like Jesus. You'll glow. Scripture we will shine like the stars of heaven. Your, your life, your day, your week, your month should shine ever brighter until the full light of day. Somebody say improvement. Uh-huh. That's my third point today. Improvement. Gauge your improvement. As you begin to work on your mind with the Holy Spirit's help, and you say, man, I've got I've to do better. Well, do better in what area? What, what areas are you struggling in? Is it with your mouth? Is it with keeping your word? Is it with being too hard on others or too hard on yourself? What is it? What are you lacking? Say, I haven't read my Bible in a while. Get back into the word. That's not condemnation. That's just truth. There's no condemnation.
Salvation for you, Romans 8 says, if you walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. He said, man, I'm doing my best, Pastor Matt, and I'm still struggling. That's okay. Push through. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, brother and sister. You are right with God. Improvement. Getting better and better and better. Let's go to Romans 1.16 in the New King James Version. For I am not ashamed, the apostle says, of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek or the Gentile. That's what that means, the Gentile, non-Jews. For in it, in what? The gospel, the good news, the truth. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We should move from believing God to 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 believing God. I sound like the Energizer Bunny. And going and going, you stay with it. I don't stop believing tomorrow because I believe today. My schedule, my plan, and I believe it's fully in accordance with God's word, is to always believe because without faith, it's impossible to please God. I'm going to do things in faith. And you go from faith to faith to faith to faith. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 3.17. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Freedom. This reverts and ties back to that other verse. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. But wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. What about the next verse? So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more what? Like Him. Someone say more and more. I'm more like Him today. I'm more like Him tomorrow. I'm taking steps. I'm more like Him. I'm more like Him. I'm more like Him. I can't do it all in my own strength, not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God, says the Lord. And so I need God's help, but I've got to work on renewing my mind and doing better and better and better and seeing improvement every day from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and being more and more like Him. That is one of the tenets of being a true believer. And I know everybody in this house is a true believer. I know you are. I know you believe. I know you love God. I know you want to serve him. I know you want to do right. You've accepted Jesus, but we're called to be more and more like him. Someone, one more time, thanks for helping me out here, say more and more. One more time, say more and more. Uh-huh. More and more like him. Mm-hmm. So I can do better in some area this week. I can do better in some area today. I can build good habits and routine. Consistency. Don't be lazy about it. You know, Growing up, Dad used to say this. He said, he'd bring it up about people and say, you know, he's consistently inconsistent. <laughs> Many people don't know this, but we're in a under a different covenant now. But you know, in the Old Testament, did you know the lame were not allowed in the temple because of God's holiness? Physical defects? It's sad, but that's true. That was how the Old Testament was. Male or female, if you had physical defects, you were not allowed in the temple of God. Let me stand up here so you can see me a little better. Do you know why the lame was not allowed in the temple of God in the Old Testament? Because they're inconsistent even in how they walk. That'll preach, won't it? Think about that. Don't ever become spiritually lame. In just completely inconsistent. There's been people that were gifted, but they were miserably unfaithful. They never did anything with the gift God gave them. And that is not you. My word to you today is, by the Spirit of God, is start now. 
Everybody in this room has an area where they go, oh, I need work in that area. It starts in your mind. It starts in your mind. You say, no, you know what? It's been tough, but by the power of God, with his help, with his grace, his grace is the power to do right. His grace is his undeserved favor, but it is his power to live right, do right, act right, treat others right, and you can do it. Someone say improvement. Let me go over my points real quick, and then we're going to wrap it up. Number one today is routine. Get a healthy routine. Make good habits. It's way easier to keep and stay consistent with a good habit than it is to break a bad habit. It's way easier to keep and operate in a good habit than it is to break a bad habit. Don't be making new bad habits. Man, break those. Start good habits. Stick with them. That's routine. Reality. Love, believe, fall in love with. Embrace the truth. Reality. What is God saying? Recognize what God has called you to. Recognize who you are in Christ. Recognize who God is. The great shepherd, the provider, the protector. God is with us. The God who sees and hears. God who will never leave us nor forsake us. That is reality. And number three, improvement. You've been called to improvement. You've been called to walk in faith to faith, glory to glory, more and more. Let me say it again. Faith to faith, glory to glory, and more and more like him. And I believe that you can do this. God would never have assigned you something that was impossible to do with his help. With his help, you can do any and everything. Scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Don't give up on yourself, okay? Are you with me still? This is your time. Today is your time to shine. Now, this fall, this winter, the world needs you. Things are getting weird. You're watching it. And that's a big understatement, isn't it? It's a classic understatement. Say, weird, Pastor Matt. They're, they're, they're straight up broke down. They're going to hell in a handbasket. Things are just, just, it's crazy. The way kids act, there's no respect and this and that. No, you be a light. You're called to be a light and to be a difference maker. You are a tower and, and a, you know what? You are a lighthouse and a tower to people around you. So keep believing, keep hoping, Keep doing God's word. Let's bow our heads and pray today, if you would, please. I believe the word fell on good ground. Is there anyone in this house or on the live at the sound of my voice who would say, man, Pastor Matt, I need to, I need to accept Jesus. I need to serve Jesus. I need, I've never accepted him. Today's your day. You say, I, I don't know where I'd go if I died. I've never made Jesus my Lord and Savior. I, wanna, I want to be like Christ. I want to live in a way that's pleasing to God. I want to make peace with God. Is there anybody in this house that will raise their hand and say, I need to accept Jesus and make him the Lord of my life? Would you raise your hand today? Young man, you are so courageous. God bless you, Javen, right? It's Javen. God bless you. All right, every head bowed, every eye closed. Everybody in this house, raise your hands. We're going to agree with Javen today. And for anyone on the live stream, this young man is courageous. He looked right at me. He made sure he had my attention said, I need Jesus. That's, that's what he was doing. Wow. I congratulate an attitude like that. Let's pray. Everybody, out loud, say, I believe God is who he says he is. Say, now more than ever, I need you, Lord. Say, without you, I'm a sinner. I practice sin. Please forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. Come into my life. Change me.
fill me with your presence, your love, your promises. Say, I confess and I believe that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. He died and he rose again for me to save me from hell and to forgive me eternally. You're my Lord, and I believe in Jesus' name. I want everybody to look up here as you stand to your feet. Real quick, go ahead and stand to your feet. And I want you to be honest. You ain't going to hurt my feelings if you don't raise your hand. I can't tell who's all raising their hands or not. But if God spoke to you this morning in some form, fashion, manner, or way, I want you to raise your hand. Praise God. There's some of you. Let's believe God. Go ahead and bow your heads and in prayer with me. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you for their receptive hearts. I thank you for the love and kindness in this house. Lord, I'm, I have people brag to me all the time, had some vendors that have done work and served at this church before, and they don't attend here. And they said, you have the nicest, most kind, sweetest, loving people in your service. They told me that this past week. And God, that is because your love is manifest in their lives. That is because you flow through them. Now, Lord, I thank you that your word is falling on good ground. You're changing hearts. As good as they are, you're improving them in many areas. As wonderful as they are, you're bringing them close, closer to you. And as amazing as they are, you're drawing them closer to your heart so that they can be a living, shining, breathing, exemplary life for someone to watch. Thank you for your people today. I love them so much, and if I love them like this, a deep love for this flock. Lord, I can't even imagine, I can't fathom how much you love them. I thank you for their lives and who they represent and who they are. Thank you, Father, and I praise you for them. In Jesus' name.